Melbourne, Australia, and this is Twitter Tips for Tourism, Part 4. This is a podcast about how to use Twitter to promote your tourism brand, wherever you are in the world, New Zealand, Australia, Bali, Sweden, anywhere. Twitter is thumping it at the moment with 310 million users. Last week, we talked about that. We talked about where they are in the world and whether or not people from those countries are coming to your country and whether they need a holiday and whether you should be chatting to them on Twitter. But today, we're going to talk about the idea of how do you get more followers? How do you get more engagement? What's the magic? And I actually have coined a phrase, Twitter magic. One, two, three. Follow first. Follow up follow back. Now we're going to talk about that at length today with my very, very, very good friend Tracy Ask Gadget Girl in Auckland. How you doing Tracy and tell me about your story since we chatted last. Lots of new things I hear. Hi Keith, yes very, very um, interesting stats so far. Since then I, on average I get about 200 odd followers a week so using the Twitter magic one, two, three. And more importantly, this is the set I'm really excited about. On the 20th of April, you had 171 followers. Now, less than three months later, you have nearly 3,000 followers. 3,000 followers in three months using a very, very simple system. Follow 30 people a day for 30 days. Rinse and repeat. It's simple. It takes you less than 30 minutes, doesn't it? It certainly does. But more than that, you always said to me, make sure that the people that you're following are people that you would be interested in engaging with or chatting to and talking to. And the, the reason is, is because, you know, after you follow them and they follow you back, then you need to follow up. This is what we're going to play out today. We're going to play out this idea of what's, what I'm going to teach you today, you can do yourself in less than 30 minutes a day or every few days. You've just got to find the time in your schedule whether you're at the bus stop or you're getting a coffee or you're at the airport, wherever you are in the world, you've got to find that time on whatever device suits you. And I, my, all my teaching is designed around the fact that I know you're busy. I don't expect you to sit on a laptop three hours a day. You've just got to find that time. Last week, we talked a little bit about Twitter tools and a very, very cool site called Tweeps Map. I'll start introducing this site more and more because I'm using it almost every day now. It's so robust at finding the stats for global content. So today we're going to talk about follow first, follow back, follow up. Let me start with follow first. I really, really recommend that when you start, you start with 30 people a day for 30 days would have followed 900 people within the course of a month. Three to 400 of them are following you back. In Tracy's case, two or 300 a week are following her back using that model. And then you've got the possibility of chatting to them, working with them as a JV, a joint venture. They might become a guest blogger. They might come to your town. You might have a coffee. They might be in your town. And you might do a workshop with them. How are you using this idea of following first? And how has it fundamentally changed the way that you use Twitter? I use follow first with trying to find people that I would like to also start a conversation with and people who interest me, especially with looking at their profiles first. And some of the profiles are just written really, really badly. There is no way that I would ever want to follow somebody who just puts something like, I think you sent one 
that you saw? What was the one again that you saw? It's the worst player in the history of the world. It says, that's for me to know and you to find out. Do they want some engagement? Do they actually want people to talk to them? Or? Do they, yes. Do they want people to follow them or do they just say, oh, sucked in, you, know, you find out, I'm not telling you. When you, when you say you, you look at the buyer, you're looking consciously and deliberately for people to follow that are interesting to you. Yep. So if they've got something like um, that they do social media or that they do blogging or that they're interested in technology, especially technology in my case, um, and what they do, what they like, what their preferences are, mm-hmm. and then go through perhaps some of their feed or what their likes are. And then you think, well, you know, this person might be, might be really interesting to know. Let me just, um, you know, click on the right hand side where it says follow. One of the questions I get all the time, and I'm very interested in your thoughts here, is where do you find these people? Do you use lists or do you follow the followers of other people? How do you go about finding those 30 people to follow each day? And there's three different ways that I do it. The first one, and that's a really good question, the first one is searching. So I might um, search at the top hashtag tech or hashtag something that I I might be interested in that day. Uh, The second one is definitely uh, following the followers of others. So if I like... A particular person then maybe I'll go and see who they're actually following especially if it's a, a company and of course the third one is the followers who already followed me um, I just go along and, and see who they're you know well that that is the following of, of others when you're searching it doesn't have to just be the topic it could be uh, a person so it might be something like uh, Huffington Post and if you like what what the articles are or, or in my case you know the Verge or something else like that or, or CNET then you can go and see who they actually follow. To those who haven't done it before it might sound like it's a lot of time but actually it's not it's so quick and it? it's so easy. Yeah it doesn't take very much to to follow the followers of others but I don't Press follow unless I check their profile or the or their bio. I, I don't I don't really want to have someone that I thought, well, that looks like a nice picture. I'm just going to follow them. Like anything, you're taking a little bit of extra time to follow quality people, quality people in the sense that they're related to what you want to talk about. And you're getting a higher percentage of people following you back because you're doing the initial research at the front end. Yeah, the other thing is too is is, is that I, I noticed I'm getting less unfollowers. So at the beginning when I didn't know what I was doing, I, I just was just following people because I, I didn't know how to follow properly. Um, and now that I, I know how to follow people first and I check their bios, on average, maybe 11 people a week or less are now unfollowing me. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, that, that really is the first step. And, I, and the reason I've made it first is because it is so counterintuitive to what Twitter is, we've been told Twitter is. You know, just this large follower account and this, you know, this pride thing to say I've got... 20,000 followers and isn't that cool the second part is you follow back now what I personally do I I actually build this into my routine every day but you don't have to do it every day is I follow or I check everyone that's followed me overnight or since I checked last which is usually the night before if I get say 40 new followers which is about right sometimes more sometimes less I get 40 new possible leads 40 new potential clients, 40 new potential JVs, 40 new potential uh, guest bloggers, 40 new potential coffee chats or Skype calls. So what I do is I cherry pick the ones that, as you said, are related. I love podcasting. I love being interviewed on other people's podcasts. I love Twitter. I love social media. I love various things. 
if people actually are related to that, then I follow them back. Is this what you do too? Do you actually check the people that have followed you from the previous day? Yes, I certainly do. First thing in the morning, I check who's followed me. And then I follow another, you know, like if I'm doing 30 a day, then maybe I'll only do 15 in the morning just in case I can see who else is following me during the day. And then I schedule my tweets. So it does take about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on, oh, look, I've, how distracted I get by what, yeah. what the water's in their feeds. How, how deep that rabbit hole is. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the reason I, I talk about these in various uh, allotments is I, I really do want you to, to think consciously about 30 minutes a day. You can do this in 30 minutes every morning or every night, depending on what your routine is. You can. It's possible. This is very, very interesting. And this is what uh, a lot of people also don't do. And that is the following up organically, naturally in a non-DM way, non-auto-DM way. Let me be very, very clear what I'm saying here. Please do not, in big capital letters, do not use auto-DMs. They piss every person off that I've ever met, ever. And the only piece of person that's is being advantaged is you because you're saving time. So once you get your head around the idea that you can't auto-DM, the question is, well, how am I going to fit in talking to 40 people every day? We don't talk to all of them. You talk to some of them. Of the 40 people that have followed, you might find that five or six of them are really, really relevant. Some of them are trying to sell your followers. Some of them have got nothing to do with anything that you're interested in. And you don't have to follow everyone back. But those five people that are very interesting to you, and this is how you stand out, this is how you manage it. If you send an auto DM, you have saved time, but you go into that void. You go into that vault of others that are sending me annoying DMs. And what do I do? I delete them. I never, ever, ever read them. It's annoying to me because I've got to delete them. It's a, it's a task that I've got to do. So what I do is I actually consciously and deliberately find maybe three or four, maybe five or six people each morning and I chat to them. How are you doing? What's the weather in Dublin like today? I notice you've got a podcast. Can I share that for you? Would you like to come on my podcast? I've noticed you're a blogger. Would you like to guest blog on my site? Have you got any videos I can share? If you're ever in Melbourne, would you like to have a coffee? This is the stuff that actually takes the most amount of time, but this is the point of being in business. Real people talking to real people. We chatted about this during the week. Tell me your experiences of doing this and how you were able to sort of go out of that realm of, oh, no, what am I going to say? No, no one's responding. Because you now get almost exclusively all your guest bloggers this way, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, pretty much all of them. And that's about seven articles a week that I, that I can load up as in getting ready to, to edit and everything else does come from there. And what I did first is I wrote a script for myself and then I cut it down so that it actually sounds like me. I was trying to follow other scripts and then in the end I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it really simply and, and did it that way instead. It's been extremely good for me. Because, oh, it's been great, actually. I'm really thankful that I have done it and that I have actually approached people. The thing that's really interesting is that you've, your model of the world is that you love featuring other people as guest bloggers, which, which I do too. That means that you want or need seven articles, one a day for seven days. I do typically three a week. 
I need three people I need to get friendly with to send me articles. If I didn't do anything, I'd never have any guest blogs. So what I personally do, and I really recommend you do this, when people follow you and you follow them back, I go and have a look at their site and I see if there's some synergy and I try and embed that into the conversation. Hey, I noticed you're in Dublin. What's the weather like there today? Or I've noticed you've got a podcast. Send me some of those and I'll tweet them for you. Or I've noticed your blog is unbelievable. I'll, I'll sh surely share some of those today. But have you thought that you could guest blog on my site? When you think of this idea that Twitter is this really lovely place where you can be of service to others and you start there, you have this enormous potential to make friendships that will last a lifetime. Well, let me wrap up because we, you know, I do have a tendency to ramble and I wanted to specifically keep these podcasts in very digestible chunks. We want you to follow first and follow 30 people a day for 30 days. If you really love this idea, what I actually recommend is Twitter 660, follow 60 people a day for 60 days. But that can get a bit cumbersome and time consuming, but obviously you get more followers as a result. I want you to follow back. I want you to check the people that have actually followed you and make a deliberate and conscious decision whether you want to follow them or engage with them or block them if they're spammers. And the third one is I want you to follow up. I want you to actually go onto their website and actually start real conversations with real people. And then what I want you to do is I want you to get back to me and tell me how many miracles you've occurred that have occurred because this is where the miracles happen. Why don't you wrap it up, Tracy, and tell us exactly how this has all panned out for you in the last few weeks and what you're learning as a result of these, these Twitter podcasts and these, this experience we're, we're having together. I didn't think right at the beginning that it would have gone so quickly as, as you said, you know, from April till now, and it's only nearly middle of July. In the past couple of weeks, I've learned so much more about analytics and the tools to use, mm, yeah. uh, as you've suggested. Um, I use different ones to Keith, so that's been interesting too to see uh, what's happening. I've learned not to be as shy with some of the blog posts that I've done. I, I did an experiment. I've done experiments since meeting Keith. Uh, we've done lots of different experiments. Uh, last week I did one where I didn't blog my stuff as much as, as I would normally. Uh, and then, you know, the, or the week before. And then last week I, I did it every four hours. And one of the posts that I had written about three to four weeks ago had 43,000 impressions. The very first time that I put it up, I, it was only about 1,000 1500 people that that read it and so twitter has been this amazing space and place not only for a learning curve for me but also a place for me to say you know hey world here's my blog here's what i do and people accept it around the world my mm -hmm. my greatest following is is in the u.s mm -hmm. the u.s and the united kingdom and then canada I'm very, very excited by what you're doing. Tell people how they can find out about your blog because your blog, you say you're blogging almost every day now and you've got a really wonderful newsletter that gives you basically a, a once a week summation of all that you're learning and you're learning like heaps and heaps of new stuff every day. How do people get your blog? How do people get to your blog and how do people get your newsletter? Sure, so my blog is Simon Says Hashtag Chat. 
uh, I write for a place called monkey101.co.nz and our blog is blog.monkey101.nz and on that front page and on every single article that you read of ours, uh, the sign up to our newsletter, uh, you just enter your details in there, press subscribe and lo and behold, each week you'll receive one condensed version of approximately three to four articles. It's, it's really, really a, quite a sensational find because you're doing all the heavy lifting. You're doing all the hard yards. You're actually going out to the world and finding what's going on, condensing it into one little digestible index, completely free. It's a win-win, isn't it? Well, it's free and fun. I, I, there is just so much that I've learned from it. I love learning about different people's ideas, uh, some of their Kickstarter campaigns. Every time we talk, uh, Keith, where I find out a bit more on analytics or tools that I can use, it never, uh, Twitter is basically my learning space. That's brilliant. So next week, we're going to keep this going. This is part four. I reckon we'll probably round this out at about 10, but we might just keep going. I'm going to spend a great deal of time next week talking about my favourite Twitter tools and my favourite Twitter apps because that's a different thing. And Tracy uses different ones to me. So I think that's really interesting. We're going to pull apart how we've been able to decode all of this magical data that we're getting and how we can make it into meaningful data that allows us to move forward. Because with Twitter, what you want to know is how many people came to your site? Of those people, how many people signed up? people in the podcast how many people watch blogs what what are they doing what do they want and you want to give people more of what they want and less of what you think they need and we're doing that all with tools and apps and data very very cool isn't it it sure is i'm looking forward to next week i i, I definitely know that i'll pick a couple of more tools up for my own toolbox as well okay we'll see you next week then see you then